0: So I just wanted to um, start this next episode with something I wouldn't normally do, and I wouldn't normally speak in the third hand, but uh, just because of what happened in the car yesterday. And she's given me permission to share her story, otherwise there's no way I'd be talking about this. But it was very apparent from when the uh, my passenger and her friend got in the car that it's not the time to record a conversation, because when they got, when, they, when, when they got in the car, uh, they were sort of visibly upset. Um, I could just see that one of the girls wasn't uh, wasn't looking too well, wasn't uh, wasn't feeling too well. And normally with a trip like that, I mean the trip that I got, it's a long trip. It was a 45 minute trip and you sort of punch the air because as an Uber driver, there's not many of those trips around. And I was super happy about getting that because it, it was gonna finish my afternoon off quite nicely. But what was I to know, um, that about 10 minutes into the trip on the motorway, uh, the girl in the back uh, was on the phone to her doctor saying, look, I'll meet you at the surgery. And I'm asking, is everything OK when she got off? And um, her friend just said she's having contractions. And I was a bit unknown. I mean, I was like, oh, wow, OK, this is this really happening? And then a few minutes later, um, belting down the highway, and she said it's coming Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, look, don't worry about it. I was just more worried about her her safety. So I pull over in the traffic, in the emergency lane, with trucks belting past, and me thinking my door's going to get wiped off by one of these trucks, and I run round the back, and the only reason I had a towel in the back of the car is because I was going to go swimming with a mate on Thursday, and the weather changed so quick that I didn't, I just decided to keep on Uber driving. And... I sort of opened up the passenger door, gave her the towel, we put it underneath her, and everything was, you know, okay. There were signs that were things were starting to happen, and I jumped back in the car, and I said to her, look, you know, this is not the time to go to the surgery, we need to go to hospital, and as funny as it is, I actually had to get her to update the address of the hospital that she was going to, or that she wanted to go to, because... I couldn't do it driving at 130k's down the road, and it was just one of those things where if ever you wanted a police car, you didn't see one. And if I'd seen one, I would have stopped and I would have asked them to help at least, you know, guide us through to the hospital. But anyway, we didn't, so 120k's, you know, an hour, maybe a couple more. I do apologize, but it was a situation that was out of my control. So 120k's down the road. ...we're belting down the road... ...and she's visibly upset... ...she's saying I'm sorry... ...I'm like don't please... ...I'm... ...I'm a father of two girls... ...and... ...I totally understand that... ...you know... ...things happen... ...and even more so in this day and age... ...that things happen that are somewhat out of our control... ...and... ...it only became apparent to me... ...that this wasn't... ...the right time for her to be actually having this... ...baby... ...and as I was to find out a little bit later... Uh, she was actually miscarrying but got her to hospital uh, ran inside and said to the emergency department I've got a girl in the car um, who's just had a miscarriage and they said who are you and I said I'm the Uber driver and they're like well, we can't come out you have to bring her in and I was it was it was—it made no sense to me that I'd actually bring her into the emergency department but by the time I got back out she and a friend had uh, left the car and along the way I'd given him my mobile number to a passenger to a friend and said look Just let me know how she's going Because even as some I mean, you know, idiot, I am a father of two beautiful girls. and I'm a lucky father of two I know this other girl had other children, but it doesn't make the situation any any less important to her And I didn't want her to have to worry about things um, they did say can we keep the towel I said of course it's yours uh, but it was a long trip home from, from Norwest I turned the Uber app off at that point and just I was heading back to pick up my daughter from school and I'll be honest it, it was one of the longest 40, 45 minutes I think I've driven not just around Uber but just in general because all I could do was think about how she was going how lucky I am to be able to do this, to do this job, to live the life that I do. And if the worst thing in my day was being stuck out at Pennant Hills and not getting a job back, then I'm doing okay. And I did post about it yesterday on Instagram, and I did actually then just adjust the post a little bit after Uber gave me a call, and to their credit, they Made me call to see if I was okay because it's not every day you get something like that that happens. And I want to thank uh, Uber for that because it meant a lot that they actually saw my post and I did actually speak to one of the execs at Uber that I know. And I want to thank him for uh, his advice. but it just goes to show you that you know the most bizarre and incredible things happen. And it's not just all about corona at the moment. It's quite, you know, quite important that we understand how bad corona is, but all I could do was think about this young girl. And I wish her all the best, and hopefully I'll get a message back from her friend to say that she's doing okay. And I jumped in the car this morning and I just thought it was important just to recognize the fact that, you know, whilst this podcast is all fantastic, and it's meant to enlighten people's days. There are just moments in, in the odd day that it's just not what it's meant to be. So I'm ever so grateful for waking up this morning and seeing the sun shining, albeit on a very cloudy and overcast day, but I'm a bloody lucky guy. I've got two amazing girls, I've got a great network of friends behind me, and hopefully today is somewhat less eventful as yesterday. Um, but uh, anyway, enjoy this next episode. It's a great one, again, great passengers telling amazing stories, and I look forward to sharing with you, so, till next time. Next passenger's Ben. How you, Hi, Ben? ben. Oh, that was fast, thank you. Yeah, mate, all oh, good, brother. Thank That's you very much. No troubles, champion. Now, what are you doing down to Oh, uh,
1: I've just done the walk. Oh, uh, Bondi. Bondi, of,
0: yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Didn't think of walking back or? Uh, I'd rather get back and have a beer to be honest. Yeah, right. What's what, 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 on, what? How can you do that on a Tuesday, mate? What's going on? Well, I've just got out of um, two-week quarantine
1: coming out from, from overseas. Where,
0: where'd you come from?
1: Uh, San Francisco. All
0: right, mate, we've got time. We've got 20 minutes. We're going to run through this. Oh, We're yeah. going to get this story I had a guy in the other car the other day called Drew Piper. Right. He was telling me he was on the first flight back from the UK where they said it's automatic into um, lockdown. And he was telling me the hotel story was just horrific.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, um, well, we had no natural air at all. So it was just recycled air for, well, 15 nights really in 14 days.
0: So when you... So you come... Okay, why did you come back from San Fran? What's the story there? So I
1: went, I went over to San Francisco for four nights. I'm a green card permanent resident. Okay. And I had to go over to keep the green card active. Yep. So I flew over from... Um, well, I came from Melbourne to Sydney, then Sydney to San Fran, stayed there for four nights, and then flew back again.
0: What was happening yeah. in San Fran? It was
1: very quiet. It
0: was dead quiet. Why'd you go there for four days then?
1: Uh, well, just because of the flights, with the whole lack of flights from Australia to the US at the moment.
0: Yep.
1: Um, you could either fly Sydney to LA yep. or Sydney to San Fran. They're the only two options. Okay. And because the case numbers, etc. in LA are pretty exploded at the moment. Um, in terms of health, San Francisco is just a bit more
0: um, slightly more healthier. S- just
1: healthier, yeah.
0: Okay. So you, you come back four days over yes. there you, you come back yes. and you've got to do 14 days in quarantine Fourteen
1: days in quarantine run yep. me
0: through the 14 days mate what did you do each day
1: i um ran 70 minutes each day in my room running backwards and forwards in the from the bedroom up the hallway to the front door and back that helped keep me sane um, so that's okay there's an hour that was an hour gone and i uh, well, i have i obviously have still with my boss I had some work to do which filled a few hours a day as well. And what do you do for work? Um work in music and event marketing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so who's who's
0: your big who's your big uh, big star at the moment your marketing?
1: Uh, well we're not because of the whole touring industry's collapsed until we can do shows again. Yeah. Um we've we've kind of got everything on ice at the moment but we've got um some, we've had some great stuff like the cast of Twin Peaks. We've two with them across Australia, New Zealand. Um, With David Lynch uh, skyping in each day, the film director. Yeah, nice. That was cool. Um, We've brought out old stuff like the monkeys. We had them here last
0: year. (laughs) Nice. This year. That's my genre, mate. Oh, nice.
1: Nice.
0: I I literally, I've got Fleetwood Mac on in the background. So in between jobs, it's that or Cold Chisel. Van Morrison very nice but all the, all the classics nice. well yeah. yeah
1: we've just uh, we've, we're touring Zoot next
0: year is that right yeah another
1: classics
0: okay band, so. so there's a bit of work in the day you get up in the morning let's yeah. go through what's the food like in the hotel
1: well was actually not too bad um they provide you three meals a day um and the hotel prepares it all on site. Yeah. So it's not being brought in by like a catering company. And you can order stuff. You can order stuff. Yeah. You can get if you if you look at the menu because each menu comes on the, the um, TV each day if you want to see what's coming up. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you can organise your Uber Eats or delivery and and uh, have whatever you want.
0: Okay, so that's a little bit different from Drew's story because he when he first got in, he was on crackers from the Seven Eleven because they really? didn't they didn't know what to do. So they were literally running across the Seven Eleven, getting like a you know banana bread, crackers really? and you know crackers and cheese, and um, that was it. That's so it, he was doing it pretty bad. Okay, so you get up, you have breakfast, yep. you do your seventy-minute or your you seventy-minute 70
1: run. Yep. Do
0: some
1: work for my boss. Yep. and then. Um, come around 5 o'clock, it was always drinkies time, so I would make sure that there was wine or beers ready to go.
0: And you could organise that, all that was all okay?
1: Yeah, you could uh, order that in or get it from the hotel. So yeah. I made sure I was pretty well stocked. And um, yeah, 5 o'clock, drinkies comes around, turn on the bloody news and have dinner and... Smash it. Netflix and bed, see you later.
0: That is terrible. That was my
1: day for 14 days. Did you see a face? Uh, I have very little faces. How, I asked you the same question. How did
0: they clean your room?
1: Never. We didn't clean it. Ever. 14 days. 14 days. Yeah. Mate, that's offensive. Yeah. They cha- we got to change the sheets once.
0: Uh, and how otherwise. did they? How did they do that? They just leave them at the door.
1: Yeah. They left in the door.
0: Yeah. So what stopped you? I mean, what stopped you walking out the, out of the door and just going for a wander up the hallway? There was
1: there was security on each level. Okay. Uh, my issue with it was that there's, there's, there was a lot of security guards who weren't wearing masks. In the hallway in a covid hotel i mean that to me i found bizarre and and i know the news are trying to there are news reporters in sydney trying to get that message across to the new south wales government that you know we've seen what happened in victoria we've seen what happened at the Marriott with guards contracting COVID. why are they still here uh, in sydney gu- guards still now not wearing
0: masks so were there, there were police down the bottom though
1: there was police down the bottom yep yep, yep. and and hired security guards uh, on our levels and there's also army personnel wandering around as well
0: did anybody in the hotel try and get out while you were there not that i'm aware of it. i did hear that a couple of people were, were having some mental health issues and that's the, that's the thing for me though i've had a few people in the car talk about mental health across you know many sectors yeah and that mental, i mean for someone if they're stuck in that room Yep. And it sounds like to me you had a hallway, a small hallway. It was Yeah, it was probably two metres long. Oh, okay. So when you said up and down, mate, I thought you meant you're going, you know, eight or ten metres. No, oh, no, no. We're talking oh.
1: like six six metres in total.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's not really... Okay, fair enough. That's Just a little bit Just running wise.
1: up and down like a, like a mouse on a
0: wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yep. but for those people with mental health, yeah. that's got to be tough. It would have been tough. What was it like for you though, mate? You seem like you you've pretty switched on. Yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't Any tough times? So no, no, no. I didn't. I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, so I'm used to it. Yeah. But if I was not used to that kind of confinement, it would have been really difficult. Really difficult. Wow. And you know, some people. I mean, I'm. I live. I'm single, so I live alone at the moment. So I'm used to that. But again, if you're in a relationship with someone and you've been isolated for that amount of time away from people.
0: And, um, and kids. Imagine if you've got kids and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that is crazy. There are people that have children in those units without fresh air. And, you know, we didn't have fresh air for 14 days.
0: That's mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Radio. They, they let you know. They say, radio, Ben, tomorrow's the day. You mean for a leaving or yep. COVID test? <laughs> oh, okay. So the COVID test, mate, that, that, I mean, I had it done once. And the, the, the length of that cotton bud yes. was horrific. To, but then the yes. worst part was when I saw how much was left out of my nose... When they did the test, I've got a big head. I didn't realize it was that big though for that thing to fit in it. So uh, yeah, mate, I, we, I, I don't know about we you. We had a
1: test on the, the second day of arrival. Yep. And then they don't tell you, I mean, they tell you if you prove um, positive. But if you're negative, they don't tell you.
0: Which is a good thing.
1: Which is a good thing. Um, and then on the day 10 of the 14, then they come and do the next round of tests. And uh, then you get the all clear that you'll be leaving on the fore-end day.
0: Righty, so they they said, how do they tell you that? Is it by a text message or by a message yes. on the TV? No, they
1: actually come to the room on the day thirteen and
0: yell through the door.
1: Well, they, yeah, they knocked at the door and there was um, a nurse and army dudes and two police actually. There was an entourage of like six people, and they you come feel, you're the feeling court. quite special this yeah, stage, so. yeah. Absolutely. And they have a couple pieces of paper, and one says that you've been cleared of COVID. And the other one says, kind of like a certificate saying to her, may concern this person's done 14 days, blah, blah, blah. From the New South Wales Police. So, yeah. Do you have to carry
0: that around with you now?
1: No. Okay. no it was only if, when we were kind of exiting the hotel foyer.
0: So when did you exit? Uh,
1: sun, Sunday afternoon.
0: What was yeah. that like?
1: Well, it was really interesting because of the recycled air that we just had for that amount of time. When I got outside the main doors of the hotel... My nose was like... Everything was amplified by a million. Really? Yeah, it was like... I could smell like dirt in the... I could smell like... You know that... I don't know, have you been to New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That smell of uh, pollution and stuff was... But your senses senses were heightened. They were so heightened. So heightened. And when I took a deep breath, I got goosebumps of the air. It It got goosebumps down my arms. That it is, is bizarre, crazy. Um, and that, all my, that's why I went for this walk today from Bondi Acoustic, was to just get that Not Nice air. walk, though? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So what's what's in store for you now, Champion? Uh,
1: back to Melbourne tomorrow and um, get back into the swing of... So uh, when
0: you go back to Melbourne, you have to go back in a lockdown.
1: Yeah, it's, it's stage four lockdown.
0: But, um, but you don't have to go into 14 days again, no, do you? No, You just go to So what, you go into your one bedroom?
1: Yeah, back back home, yep.
0: And you just into normal... Sta- what, I say normal... You're into stage four lockdown, which is at least you can move around.
1: Absolutely, we can we can still go outside and get that uh, hour of fresh air and all
0: those. Aren't you allowed to go within five k's of home or something for yeah. an exercise or something?
1: Yeah, wow, well,
0: that's crazy. Well, that's mate, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, so it's been interesting. It's. um But
0: well, I appreciate you sharing your story, man. I love that. I mean, I love the COVID hotel stories because, <laughs> mate, Drew's made me laugh. You know, yours is just more. I guess. You've got your head switched on So you had stuff to do Whereas he didn't have a job Yeah, right Um, He'd get up at 9 o'clock Or get up at whatever time in the morning Have a crappy breakfast Yep Couldn't do any exercise And he'd just play PlayStation for 12 hours And get on the piss At 9 o'clock in the morning (laughs) Oh, shit So, you know It's a bit of a different (laughs) story But it's the same theme, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly How many movies do you reckon you watched? Oh, I'm just
1: trying to think I got into a couple of series I watched, um What was I watching? God, you know what? I can't even remember them all. It's all a big fucking blur now.
0: <laughs> How,
1: it was Netflix every night.
0: <laughs> How long does the green card last for? Uh,
1: it's, it's valid for 10 years. Oh, you're yeah, right. But if you don't use it properly, they can take it off you. So,
0: What do you mean properly though?
1: Well, you're supposed to be over there. for. You're not allowed Supposed to be outside the US for more than six months to a year at each stint. Right. You've got to actually show them that you're living there.
0: That might be somewhat problematic with COVID, especially if you have to leave to go and renew. They don't even
1: give a crap about that. I got grilled by the uh, border force in San Francisco on the way in. She went to town on me because I was out 11 months, and she went to town on me. She absolutely was like, I don't care, there's a pandemic. She went nuts.
0: Oh, that's a good attitude.
1: Yeah, she was very helpful. Total power streak.
0: But when she hit the stamp... See, see you later you, <laughs> See you
1: later,
0: <laughs> Give a shit about exactly, your attitude Exactly Yeah
1: I hope I don't get her again
0: What do you like about the States, though?
1: Well, be, because of the music industry that I'm involved in and have been for a long time yeah. it's just a great place to help bridge that, you know, to the next level and work nice. with artists from a Nashville point of view that I want to work with Who's, so. the, who's
0: the artist that you've met that you'd love to meet again?
1: One that I, someone who I do love as a musician and as a human being is Cheryl Crowe. Oh, nice. Who lives in Nashville, who, who I am friendly with, and she is just a magnificent human being.
0: What about Keith Urban?
1: Keith Urban's great. He's very close with Cheryl. Him and uh, uh, Nicole and Nick Keith and Cheryl's children all hang out together. No, they don't. They do. They That's all hang out mad. together.
0: It's hilarious. Mate, I'm loving it. You're right here, boss. This is great. Thank you so much. Mate, it's been a pleasure, Ben. Awesome, man. Give it a listen. Let us know what I'm you think, to. and tag us into uh, your or just let us know what your your Instagram is, and I'll um I'll tag you into the episode, buddy. Perfect After thing. the red car, you're right to go quick. Otherwise, wait for the blue. Right. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Well, that was Ben. A good little COVID story. I liked him. It was a good chat that one. Thank you, Ben. But he's. He's been stuck in a COVID hotel as well, a bit like Drew. Every time I hear Drew's name, or I mention Drew's name, it makes me laugh. Drew Piper, you were one hell of a bloke. You really were. And Ben, Ben, you're a good story, mate. Good luck over in Nashville. Say g'day to Keithy Urban for me. One hand in my pocket. Cheryl Crow. She's I reckon she's heard that song a bit better in a time. But thanks, Ben, that was good, mate. Like that, appreciate your time. So next job this morning is Julie on a beautiful day. Literally not a cloud in the sky. 22 degrees today. And it's been a quiet week. It's just been a bit of a strange week. And it's been quiet outside. Busy, busy in bits and pieces. And unexpected. Hey Benny, how are you, mate? Good,
1: mate. Did you get that memory card thing resolved?
0: Yeah, I've got it it's resolved. I'm actually driving at the moment. I'm on the way to pick up okay, Julie, okay. but I'll um I'll be back there. In between 9 and 11, I'll give you a shout. All right, cool. All right, brother. All uh, right, take care. Cheers, my child. Bye. That was Benny. He's got a bit on his plate. Hey, Julie. I'm just gonna quickly fix this seatbelt here, dude.
2: i if we take Mitchell Road
0: behind us. I'll just turn here and then come back around. Yeah. Drums, and what is it that you do?
2: I work for Hermes. Wow, very
0: nice. And what's your story? Where I are you love from?
2: That. I always ask people, What's their story? Is that right?
0: Yeah, well, now the tables have been turned. Best
2: opening. Um, it's not long enough for an Uber ride, but I was born in the Philippines, came here
0: when I was little. Nice, and what brought you to Australia?
2: Um, um my dad's half Hungarian, they were based here.
0: Cool. So why do you ask people that? Why do you ask people what's your story? Is that your opening line?
2: Because that's the best. Everyone's like, hey, how are you? Like, upon meeting. And it's just like, no, what's your story? Give me, <laughs> give me the most that you can, can, like, condense. That's, like, the best thing i Right, heard. give me
0: your 60-second story, then, because you didn't really give me much.
2: Yeah, I know. So a bit of a... I don't really have much. I, like... Yeah, of course you do. No, I don't have much. I'm um, 23. Yeah. Um...
0: You work for Hermes?
2: Yeah, I studied a Bachelor of brand and Fashion. I want to do architecture. Um, I don't So know. is that I'm your passion architecture? I'd love to do it. I don't know much. I just like, I just would love to study it. I'm just caught in like a full-time job at the moment paying rent, but um, it'd be cool. Yeah, I get
0: life. it. I get it. I think it's a bit unfair though that you ask people. What their story is. Yeah,
2: you're right. For you to
0: bounce back with like thirty seconds well, of not I'll much. Well, I
2: answer any question. <laughs> <any respect. laughs>
0: Righty, okay. Let's see what I can get out of you then. How long we got? Twenty minutes.
2: Hopefully, wow. Laz. I'm so late.
0: Yeah. What time are you supposed to start? Eight. Oh, no, we will be there soon. Thank
2: you.
0: It's a little bit deceptive. Like seven k shouldn't take us twenty minutes. So, where did you? So, you grew up in the Philippines. When did you come to Australia? No, I
2: grew
0: up here. I came here when I was a baby. Oh, I'm okay, right. Sure. Okay. Oh. And why were you born in the Philippines? What were they? What was your? What were your parents doing at the time?
2: My mum's Filipino. My yep. dad's Hungarian. Okay. So yeah, she was just like gave birth there, um, and then came here, studied on the North Shore, got a scholarship, um, went back to the Philippines. Yeah. I kept. I kept traveling for like a few years. Kept doing like one-way tickets, like island hopping in the Philippines. Um, so I like. Skipped U twelve. I like didn't even end up finishing. I was just like traveling.
0: Where's your favorite place in the world?
2: You know what? At the moment here, I like promised myself I would like go like go back home and like study and like work and like figure it out and then and then like go travel again. I want to go to New York. I want to say it's my favorite, but I haven't
0: been. (laughs) Well, it's if I get your favorite place that you want to go to. Yeah. Okay, get it. What is it about Australia you love? I don't
2: know. It's a bit of growth here. I think when you've seen Philippines and, like, you come back home and it's like, oh, there's running hot water and you can, like, turn a light on and the switch is, like, working. Like, it's like, oh, we have a lot of opportunity. You get caught in, like, everyday stress. So do
0: you have much family back home in the Philippines?
2: I do, yeah.
0: Siblings or? I where... probably
2: have some half-siblings that okay. I haven't
0: really met. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever meet them?
2: Yeah, for sure. I have, like, a full brother in um, Boston as well who I haven't met, so that's...
0: Okay, and you reckon you haven't got much of a story. Your no, full, your but like, full if I do in... my
2: family tree for people, they'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: okay, so let's do the family tree. Why, brother in Boston, full brother in Boston that you haven't met?
2: Yeah, he's with his mum, who's my biological mum, who I found out um, was my biological mum after my scholarship, which is why I just travelled. I was like, I had like, I was looking for my identity and little did I know places don't change people and that you do, so I like went home, I met her. So hang on a second,
0: I I think I need to stop and get a piece of paper and a pen. I know,
2: see what I mean? I would rather be like, hey, how are you? I regret everything. I retract all my statements. No, no,
0: no, no, we're going there. We're going there. So you said your dad, your mum and dad, you were born in the Philippines? Yes. Biological mum is Filipino? Mum that
2: raised me is Filipino as well, from the same town. Well done, dad.
0: (laughs) Okay, so how old's your brother, older or younger?
2: Younger, maybe he's like 14
0: now. Mm. And he now lives in Boston? With your biological mum. Yeah. Fuck! I need a set square. I, I know. need. I need like. I have
2: a half brother here? Who's like third, like over thirty.
0: Half brother to your dad.
2: Yes.
0: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna break this down. I know. Born to mum and dad, in the Philippines. Yes. Mum moves to the US.
2: Mum straight was nineteen. Signed so yep. straight away. Signed papers and like.
0: And so you and then my- went and lived with your dad's new partner.
2: So they were all like there before, while she was pregnant. My dad was just like a polygamous. He was just like, he was just like had women around all the time. He like managed to get like my mom who raised me on my birth certificate. So my biological mom isn't even like the name. So your biological mom
0: isn't even on the birth certificate. Yeah, it's your, is corrupt. <laughs> your dad's other partner. Yeah. Who's on the birth certificate. Okay, we're, we're getting there.
2: words! I'm still figuring it out.
0: <laughs> um, Okay, real brother in Boston to real mother, who's not on your birth certificate. Dad's other partner, who's your, not your biological mother.
2: But raised me, and who was my mother until
0: is on the birth certificate. Yeah. Okay, cool, right, we're getting there. Half brother who is here with dad, Dad so,
2: passed away
0: last year. My um, sincere apologies.
2: Thank you. But
0: he's your half brother, to your father.
2: Yeah, and his mommy is like white. Uh, she's like from New Zealand originally.
0: He's that's like, so. That sibling in Boston, sibling in Australia,
2: and maybe a few siblings in the Philippines. That like my dad and I, but it was very likely to be <laughs>
0: because of this whole polygamist.
2: Yeah, he just like liked women.
0: There's nothing wrong with liking women. Yeah, I like women. But okay, you make a very fair point. Yeah, he was a bit just. A no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, it's just.
2: It's insane. It's insane. You've been the best to follow up. Most people are just like, I give up.
0: Just so I, I get it because my, I was adopted when I was six. Oh, wow. So my adoptive mother and my natural mother, their fathers were brothers. Okay. Oh, so okay. in some. So I, yeah. She's my aunt.
2: Yeah.
0: But. I always thought I was adopted, so we went to a courthouse in Ballarat on the way from Melbourne to Adelaide. Okay. And in the courthouse, the judge said, so look, do you know why you're here? And I said, yes, because our mother doesn't love us anymore. And he was like, okay. So he jumps out from behind the, you know, desk, comes to sit next to my brother and myself, and said, look, that's not the reason why, she's just affording you a better opportunity by giving you to these people. So, I thought I was adopted at that point in the courthouse. I thought that's what we're doing, but they were just taking guardianship. So I didn't find out that I was actually adop- that I wasn't adopted so I went to get my license when I was sixteen, and I went there and the people at things said, "So look, where's your birth certificate? Well, I don't have it." So I had to go and get it, and on my birth certificate was Christian James. I was like, well, "No, my Christian, my, my name is Christian Patterson," and I had no paperwork to say that I was Christian. Patterson except the bank accounts and the Medicare card and a couple of bits and pieces because they were easy to get. You know, you didn't need a whole lot of ID to get those things. But I then sort of said to my adoptive mum and dad, "Um, what's going on? And they were like, well, no, we didn't actually adopt you. We actually just took guardianship of you. So for I don't know for how long it took me to then go and get my birth certificate changed by deed poll. Because I'd always been known as Patterson, not as James, and I never wanted to be known as James, Christian James, because that was in the past and you know, I don't really do with hanging on to that sort of stuff. And it was just bizarre how I thought I was one thing and I actually wasn't. That's crazy. So I can I can, you know, relate in some way. And the other thing about that is that I've got a natural brother, born to mum and dad. Yeah. You know, none of this whole polygamous business, but I like that. Um Natural brother, haven't seen him for about five years, so I don't know where he is, which is cool. You know, it's just life. Um, but I had an older brother that was born to my natural mother, who I've never met because he died at some point before I was 16. I only found out about it by chance. My natural mother, after she gave my brother and I up, then had a daughter to her new partner. My adoptive mum and dad had been trying to have children through IVF, so they took my brother and I and did the best thing best they could. But they always still wanted to have their own child. They had their own child when I was 13. And in that same year that my half-sister was born, Sarah, to my adoptive parents, my natural mother had her daughter. In the same year, same month, both their names started with S. Oh,
2: I've got
0: chills. That's crazy. Crazy, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Wow, so we all
2: have stories.
0: We all have stories. And you thought you didn't, but you do. I think you've got more, but I think you just... Very good at not sharing. So what? So the architecture, what do you have to do to get into it?
2: You need to do math, which I lack. Okay. I know, maybe I'll do interior design. Maybe that'll be a first. I don't know. I think we get consumed in like everyday life. I'm still like a baby, but I just like I work full time and I still have to pay rent. So it's hard to sort of like do a force that requires like all oh, my time now. balance. Like, oh. Yeah, I get I mean, it. a lot of people are doing it. It's possible. Like, of course it is. Yeah, but it's just,
0: <laughs> you'll find the right time. Yeah. You'll find the right time. Have you got a partner?
2: Let go of that one. Um,
0: okay, these not, things happen. Not
2: healthy.
0: So. Not healthy in what way? It'll be toxic. Okay.
2: Yeah. But that's okay. You need to learn how to love yourself before you can do other again.
0: I guess. Amen to that.
2: Yeah, Elsie's
0: going to enter high school soon. She's in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, so she's in year seven and my youngest one is going to be going there next year in year four. So, yeah, that's all happening. How you got me thinking about my, my my eldest daughter and what trouble she's going to get in when she's older? Oh,
2: I'm sure that would be good. <laughs> oh, you
0: say that, but you know it's not true. <laughs> what were you like as a child, as a, as a young girl growing up? I was
2: really quiet. I grew up really sheltered. Really? Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was just like really quiet. Had friends, knew the answer in class, but just wouldn't say anything. Um, Is that right? Yeah, and then I learned about my mom and I was a bit like all over the place. So I like traveled and did that. And then I just, like, had this resentment and just, like, I just really didn't know what I, or what, what I wanted. What was the resentment
0: about, though? What, what did you resent the most?
2: It wasn't um, finding out about my parents. It was that, that they would, um, like, ever since it was, like, let out, they were just, like, she is, like, not mentally stable, therefore or not and I was like no no wait a second hang on like I couldn't like articulate it at the time but I was like I've never I've never met this woman like I haven't been raised by this person so you can't really like you can't really say that like I'm set up to fail based on me finding out just now like I've never like you know been exposed to like you know you saying that like you know I'm so similar to her have you met her yeah I have actually what was that like um it was okay
0: how long was ago okay. was that?
2: Um, when I was in the Philippines, so maybe I was like seventeen. I knew about my half brother as well, so I knew her like before, but wasn't really interested because I was like, she's the mother of my half brother. Yeah. So when my half brother was born, they were like, you have a brother. This is her mom. Like Skype, and I was like, I don't, I don't really have any interest. And I, it turns Did out. Did you find it
0: hard to hold a conversation?
2: Mm, to some extent, but also I've just been like. I feel like everyone has, like, been through so much, like... Or I've, like, heard, like, complications in my family that I'm just, like, fuck it, we can talk. But I think she wanted to be more, like, sisters and I was, like, no, 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 I had, like, a really good woman who raised me and, like, for you to come in and, like, throw shade when, like, I've turned out, like, pretty well considering. Like, it was just, like, not okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in in her defence, I'm not saying that what she's done is right or wrong. I mean, it's got to be difficult for her as well, I think, to have been in a relationship with your dad and to have you and then whatever the circumstances were where that you were, you know, moved from one person to the other, I think that's got to be really tough. And again, you know, I'm sure at some point you'll find out all the exact details.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if I, I will, but I hope so. Do you want to? I've always wondered. I was like, I've always like, I've never asked any questions and they've also said she like took my parents to court she like she was just like she signed papers apparently to fight they, for you yeah
0: so and that, that's a good were, thing
2: like, yeah I mean I don't have any ris- like I don't mind either way like I'm so glad that I didn't end up in a third world country, I have country
0: so. if you had children tomorrow yes and it was difficult for you what, what do you think you would do do you think you would do you think you'd ever adopt your children out if ever it was tough or do you think you'd just grin and bear it and keep going
2: I feel like I'd like to hope that there's a nurturing part of like every mother that is like regardless of my circumstances like this is mine it's my like it's my blessing it's my like burden to carry and it's like my like you hold accountability for that but again like I haven't like been in a position where it was like like my biological mom like she was her like mom gave like died giving birth to her and she was sold when she was like four by her dad like she was like she was like you know had been through hardships that I can't even like imagine can't fathom yeah yeah, so for me to be like, oh, I'd like to think, like, you'd keep me, like,
0: it's not really fair for me to say. Wow. Yeah. I love this job.
2: <laughs> well, you surprised me today. I'm not stressed that I'm late. Yeah,
0: this is awesome. Yeah, see, that's it. That's that's the beauty of what I do. You know, you forget about your troubles for half an hour, 20 minutes, and yeah. we get you to where you're going and hopefully you have an awesome day. Hopefully meet that person that makes you happy and... I'm sure you'll you'll do that. I'm sure you'll find that career that you want to get up and get out of bed for every day. Oh,
2: thank you so much. Feelings mutual.
0: I think you found it. Oh, yeah, I am I'm not far from mine. I'm not far from mine. If this is if this is as bad as it gets, I'm doing okay. What were you
2: doing before?
0: You wouldn't believe it, but I was a relationship manager. I used no to talk way. shit all the time. Yeah. You know, so um Apparently, I'm good at relationship management, just not good at relationships. Oh. <laughs> um, I love talking to people. I love building relationships with people and, you know, trying to make them feel good about what is done in their space. Um, and that's what I get to do every day now with Uber. And I don't work every day, but when I do, uh, you just meet the most amazing people. And hopefully, if you listen to the podcast, you'll you'll get a sense of that as well.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely true.
0: Oh, it's funny because your story. There might be other people out there that have exactly the same story. There might be slight, you know, variations to it, but and it might just change their perspective on the way they think, you know, or the the attitudes they have to, you know, decisions they've made about either connecting or reconnecting or not connecting, whatever it is, you know. So that's the beauty of this uh, this podcast.
2: Yeah. No, that's so unique that
0: you've come up with that. I have. No doubt that you'll be honoured. I, I just, I like your story. Thank you, likewise. <laughs> that's it, that's a good, good way to finish. Um, we'll just get through in front of this truck, if we can. Oh, it's ex- been awesome meeting you. Lovely
2: to meet you,
0: Christian, yeah. Good surprise. Yeah. Let's just get in front of this bus. I'll just drop you in awesome. Have a great day.
2: Thank you, you too. Oh, Remind me of my story. Yeah, see you darling. Later.
0: See you, Julie well Julie was awesome really like Julie she reckons she didn't have much of a story but she absolutely had a story you know poof, try, and, try and dissect that um, born to mum and dad her biological mother gives her away ish dad is with another girl who becomes her mother and also then gets put on the Birth papers. She's got a half brother to Dad here in Australia. She's got a full brother to her biological mother in Boston. And there's potentially some other siblings floating about. Yeah, like fuck it, I can't do it. I can't. I can't even begin to pull that apart. But uh, phenomenal story. I uh, just love that Julie. Look forward to uh, <laughs> look forward to following your adventure as you go along. And I wish you all the success in the world. Well, that's the end of another awesome episode. I'd just like to ask all of those people that get the opportunity to listen to the podcast to uh, recommend it and share it to their friends and family, colleagues, loved ones, people they hate because it's uh, it's gaining some momentum for all those people that are subscribed, rated and reviewed. Thank you so much. Again, if you can recommend and share it with your friends, family, loved ones, that'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. We look forward to sharing more episodes in the coming weeks and months. Thanks very much.